isn't what it used to be. The good news is, you don't have to figure it out on your own. If you're looking for truth, inspiration, and tips for success in the classroom and beyond, you're in the right place. It's time to turn the page to the future of the profession. This is the next chapter for Teachers Podcast. Hello everyone, I'm Erin Spinagle, and thank you for listening to episode 26 of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. Like I said, the shows will be a little more spaced out once school starts. I think my two-month estimate for what I can produce is about right. So for today's show, I'm actually going to revisit a topic that I've discussed before on here, but I'm going to approach it from a different angle. And that topic is people-pleasing. I haven't directly done an episode on this, but some shows that will be referenced and are worth listening to if you haven't yet done so are episode number two on setting boundaries, episode five also about boundaries, but from the perspective of making goals for the new year, and you can also think of that as setting goals for the new school year, and episode 13 on saying no. So, people-pleasing, please disease, if you will. Do you feel like you need to go with the flow and agree to everything everyone asks or wants of you? Now, I realize many things that are asked of you as a teacher, you may not have much of a choice because it's required of you in your job or it's just following legal procedures. I'm referring to the things that are not so much requirements, but are more in the favor category. Fulfilling someone else's needs and wants, not not necessarily a student, this is more adult to adult. So ask yourself these questions. Are you afraid to not give somebody what they want or expect of you because you don't want to make them mad or come across as difficult? Do you go above and beyond straining yourself and your resources, feeling the need to prove yourself because you want to be in someone's good graces or you're worried about not being in their good graces to begin with? That's all people-pleasing. And we've all been there at some point during our time in the classroom and just in our lives in general. You know that feeling when you're put on the spot and you know that this isn't what you need to be doing right now or giving, but you don't want to disappoint someone or make them upset with you. It's the fear, isn't it? We fear what will happen if we say how we really feel and express that doesn't work for us, isn't what we need right now. That that ask feels more like a command that you have to comply with when you you really do have a choice in the matter. You just fear the outcome of it. And that fear is heightened as a teacher because it's also covered in guilt. Wouldn't a good teacher take on an extra duty, stay late, let someone use their classroom or supplies, be on another committee, fill in at the last minute, go above and way beyond? I mean, it makes my head feel on the verge of exploding just saying all that. I went through a people-pleasing season as a teacher. 
then I ran out of steam. Then I burnt out. When the spark got reignited, I not only had to set some boundaries, I had to learn to say no and commit to the things that lit me up and turn down the things that created more work than I needed or things that just sucked all the joy out of me. So why do we do it, this people-pleasing nonsense? I mean, we aren't kids. We teach to kids. Shouldn't we be on the other side of this already as adults? Well, we teachers tend to be nice people who want to do good things for kids and for others. Teaching tends to attract these kinds of people, thankfully. Along with that comes wanting to do the best we can for kids. We want to be good, and going against someone's wants when it will help them out or help someone else just feels bad. Maybe you were made to feel shame when you were a kid about not agreeing with others or saying no, so people-pleasing just feels like the right thing to do because you fear the same response that you got as a child as an adult. Or perhaps that one time you expressed your needs at school and weren't in alignment with someone else's requests, it all blew up in your face and you never want to feel that distress again. So people-pleasing, that seems like it would be a normal, natural response. And it is the feeling that, to feel that way, but you can recognize that feeling without letting yourself remain in people-pleaserville for life. Because this is why people-pleasing is bad, not only as a teacher, but just in life in general. Uh, Number one, resentment. You can agree to all the things, do all the things, be the ultimate yes man, yes woman, but it's going to eat away at you. Even if you don't vocalize it, the resentment of feeling dumped on leads to just feeling more and more displeased with your job as a teacher. Or if you aren't displeased with your job as a teacher, it will make you feel displeased eventually. Resentment affects your relationships with everyone, whether it's students, parents, your colleagues. It will catch up with you. Everyone is happy when you're a people pleaser, but you, if you think about it, Usually the person who is a people pleaser isn't someone who asks others for a lot. Chances are, if this describes you, you're a little more on the ultra-independent side. Kind of goes with being shamed for having needs or saying no in the past, not that I would know or anything. So, not only are you not getting your own cup filled, you're attempting to fill everyone else's cup with the very few drops in yours that you have. And that's not going to last very long at all. This is all a guaranteed recipe for teacher burnout. You can give and give and yes and yes, but the truth is, it won't make you a good teacher. It will honestly make you less effective because you will have fewer resources. It won't make you better liked or respected because the people who tend to drain your cup, not always, but often, are often those who don't respect boundaries or care about you to begin with. That may seem harsh, but not everyone has the same emotional quotient, EQ, or a level of empathy as you. When you have nothing left to give, 
feeling bad about not meeting the needs of others will be the least of your worries because you won't have anything left to function effectively or joyfully in your classroom or in your personal life. I used to be a people pleaser. Now, I am not. <laughs> the pandemic and my new role as an, at, as an art teacher were a reawakening for me. I had to start doing and approaching things differently if I wanted to hold on to my newfound joy and pursue the things in education that were my strengths and interests. That doesn't mean I don't help others or don't care about others, because I do deeply. But I can now be objective and sort out in my brain the gives and the give nots, the heck yeses and the heck noes. If you are a people pleaser, this is not going to be easy. It won't feel nice, right, or good. But it may save you from feeling unhappy and put upon all the time, and it may even save you eventually from quitting your teaching job. So here's what to do instead of people-pleasing. If you are a teacher who is in need of stopping the people-pleasing, you've got to get some boundaries, stat. This requires deep work on yourself. What are your times, quotas, and priorities? You've got to check out episode number two on boundaries for this one. You are a person too. So what pleases you? People pleaser. (laughs) What do you need from people? Because people pleasers tend to be very caught up in what others need while ignoring the things that light them up. But this is your chance to rewrite the script. You have to define where your own stop signs are in your life so that you can devote your energy fairly between the classroom and your own needs and goals. Here's something else you got to start doing. You got to start using don't instead of can't once you've set those boundaries. When you say can't, when you really don't want to do something, it sounds a little wishy-washy. Like you could be persuaded otherwise if you could get a little more psyched up by the other person. Don't is a brick wall that can't be scaled. Be upfront about your don'ts, especially this is going to be a huge about face for you, stopping this people pleasing. If you are the go-to person for certain things, sometimes it's better to have a conversation about the changes that you're making to your life. You don't have to be over justifying of or explaining of how you feel because there's no reason to defend yourself as you stop the people pleasing. To be blunt, when you try to defend yourself or go into detail as to why you can't do something or don't do something anymore, it really weakens your position and makes you look like you feel guilty or ashamed for not doing what they asked you to do. And even if you do feel guilty, Sometimes you got to assume the character of a non-people pleaser until it becomes you. Another thing you've got to start doing if you don't want to be a people pleaser, you have to start saying no to a lot of things to realign your compass and get out of the people pleasing forest. Once you have your boundaries and goals and you can see episode five for that, 
This is where you have to look your fear of not being liked or making people upset in the face. You've got to tell the truth. If you don't want to do it, if it's going to create more work for you that you can't take on, if it disrupts your family life or your goals, if you don't feel comfortable with the person that's requesting this of you, it's a big, juicy no. If you aren't sure about how you feel about something, this is something else you need to take into consideration, you can always just think about it. I mean, just because you're on a mission to stop your people-pleasing ways doesn't mean you can't give things that you aren't sure about your consideration. Some things don't require a right-away answer and deserve your thought. I mean, there are times when I'm not having a good day and I am sensory overloaded that I really need to say if somebody asks me for something, can I get back with you? That's just because I can recognize in myself when my emotions are starting to strangle my good judgment and I can feel myself losing my footing. And maybe what they're asking isn't a really big deal, but it feels really big at the time. Sometimes we just are needing a break from decision making. Maybe the ask really isn't that huge of a deal, but in that moment, it feels really huge. And when I'm feeling like it's just overwhelming, I stop and take a step back so that I can give it a no or a yes and not base it on the moment. But also, thinking about something and not giving a no right away also allows you to stick to your guns and not feel so bad about turning down a people-pleasing request. Give it yourself time to revisit what you need and want, and then just let them know, and they'll take some of that guilt off your back. And it's only fair to point out, while we're talking about people-pleasing, that some of these people will not be happy when you quit your people-pleasing ways. It's not pretty, honestly. Your greatest fears about upsetting and disappointing people will be realized. I'm not going to tell you that it won't be because it's not true. It's going to happen. And you will probably have an argument or a not so pleasant exchange of words over it. But this is what I've come to find. Those people that really respect you and truly care about your well-being might be surprised at first. They may not take it well, but they won't think less of you. And in the end, they may even respect you more. And (laughs) I'm a little teary and shaky as I say this because I've experienced all of this. You often see people's true colors when you start having more self-respect. The people that expect people-pleasers to please are often not people-pleasers themselves, or if they are, they feel that that yes mindset is what makes you a good teacher or a good person. It really is a tough chain to break. But on the other side of it, I can tell you that once you free yourself, it's truly like lifting a weight off. We want our students to lead productive, happy lives where they don't feel like they have to be less or give every last drop in order to be who they're meant to be. And in order to get our students to that point, 
we have to, as teachers, be models of that mindset. I mean, teaching, we all know, is not just about the academics. It's also about the whole emotional uh, outlook that we can provide for our classroom and our kids. Being a teacher doesn't mean you have to live with please disease in order to be effective or be a team player. You can have a servant heart without letting yourself be treated as a servant. It's a lot of self-work, but stopping your people-pleasing ways will allow you to be a more present teacher and most of all, a happier human being. And that is what matters the most. That's all for this episode of the Next Chapter for Teachers podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Join us next time when we turn the page to the future of the profession. Until then, remember to be different, but more importantly, be the difference. And I'll see you in the next chapter.